Welcome back to Soul Back. This is the R&B Podcast. Kyle here, back with Tom and Ed. We were missing in action last week. You know, it was our 100th episode. We were supposed to be there for that, but we decided to turn up instead. Oh, wait, just kidding. The coronavirus is still a thing, so we were just chilling. But we're actually now here to celebrate the 100th episode. Yes. First of all, players, there is no turning up in 2020. The only thing we turn up is the volume on the remote on the TV because you're stuck in the house. There's no rolling out. And if you are rolling out, you better have your mask on, you filthy people. Besides that, though, yeah, it's crazy that today is 100 episodes of Soul Back. Can you believe that we made it this long and I didn't have to murder either one of you? And not only did we make it, guys, to number 100, but we are the number one R&B podcast in the world. If you yes. don't believe me, go Google it right now. See what comes up first. There are a few others out there, a few competitors. We've been we've been scoping them out, but we're definitely number one. And if we're not number one in, as far as views, we're definitely the best. No I was, question. I was Nobody say can. <laughs> I will say anything. I will go to my dying grave when it goes to R&B podcast. I will take it even further, player. When it goes to conversations, authentic conversations about today's music and you know, the prior generation, I dare you to find somebody that's better than Soulback. We got this on that. <laughs> well, first of all, guys, a couple of questions here. You guys are saying we're the number one podcast for R&B. Is there another R&B podcast out there? Oh, my gosh. This is yes, a serious player. Question. There are other R&B podcasts. You know, you're not expecting me to shout them out. But no. Well, we like here. shameless plugs around here. <laughs> well, I will say this. We have never given up. We've been at this for a while now, and I've seen people come and go. People, if it doesn't blow up right away, you know, they're in it for their fame themselves. But we actually love doing this, and we've been at it even when it wasn't blowing up overnight, and that's why we're still here. That's it. And I think a lot of our listeners understand and appreciate the love that the three of us have for what we're doing. It's not about having something to come out and then we blow up and become famous in a month. Because if that's the case, you're already on the wrong track. But we've experimented. We've had guests. We've done lots of cool things. We'll talk about that later today. But most importantly, we continue to evolve to just find new ways to talk about this music we love. So shout out to everybody who's followed us on this 100-plus episode journey. Yep. And before anyone gets smart with us and said, wow, your video podcast only lasted two episodes and now you're back to audio... Uh, Tom's Wi-Fi was a little janky today, so we couldn't get the video on, but we're going to try again next week for that. Listen, but, listen, uh, <laughs> I'm here in New York City, and everyone is on Wi-Fi right now in New York City, and everything is super slow because no one can leave the house, so that's my excuse. Well, what was your yeah, excuse we, when we've done it the last two weeks? Now, you should have seen what happened last week here in New York City, man. Everyone was disobeying the rules and the law and going out partying in the street. True story. Look it up. Oh, I've heard yeah. uh, there's a reason why my past week at work has been nothing but skyrocketing coronavirus numbers. But that's an argument for <laughs> another day. Go see me on E.T. Bows on Twitter to yell about that. Gives me mm-hmm. stress. It certainly is. Yep. Uh, guys, we have a lot to talk about in R&B. Uh, a lot has happened in the last two weeks. But I really wanted to take this portion of the podcast. I don't know how 
much we're really going to talk about, you know, in terms of us. But I think right now is an appropriate time to really, because I know we have some new listeners, some new fans. It's I think it's time to reflect back on a couple of key moments with this podcast, um, you know, some of our achievements and also just how we got started. And I'll say this. Uh, for people that are interested in starting a, pod- a podcast or figuring out how we did it, honestly, if you look through our group chats, this is all we talk about. We talk about r <laughs> uh, along with some dumb things. Like, uh, let me throw this one at you guys here uh, just so we can get the ball rolling and we can, we, can, we can break the ice here. When you guys take a shower, are you facing the water or are you facing away from the water? <laughs> this is a serious is question. Only- Player, if you follow Kyle on Instagram, he asks the weirdest questions like this. And I would never think about this. Who doesn't? I face the water. What weirdo has the water facing their butt? Let me know. <laughs> I'm a I'm a water facer, too. I had to think about it for I a minute because it's like routine. I mean, I've been doing it for many years now, taking showers, you know. So I didn't even realize what I was doing in there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... That's some uh, food for thought for you guys. Well, you didn't answer, Kyle. What are you? Are you water in the face or water in the butt? Water in the face. But, guys, I tried water. I don't want to say in the butt because that sounds weird, but uh, (laughs) I was facing away from the water. And, hey, you get a nice little back massage from the water, so it's not all bad. Well, hold on. How could you even wash yourself if the water's not even facing you? How do you get a stream of water to wash yourself? I... I, I don't do it that, like that, so I can't answer that. But people do it, Tom. <laughs> I looked at my poll I mean, yesterday. There were, it was it was fifty fifty. I do turn around at some point. It's not like I'm only facing one point at one time. I'm like moving around. So there are times where I'm turning, but typically I'm facing forward. Like how else are you gonna see what you're doing? To Tom's point. <laughs> <laughs> so something for you guys to think about here, but. Let's uh, let's reflect a little bit ba- a little bit on this Soulback podcast because a lot of people may know, a lot of people might not know. We had a podcast before the Soulback podcast. It was the You Know I Got Soul and Soul in Stereo podcast, and we had to change the name. We had to rebrand because it was such a long name and no one could remember it. We changed it to Soulback. I don't know how memorable it is now, but it sh- certainly is shorter. <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, it's been a hundred episodes of Soulback. We've had numerous guests. And it's been it's been great, but I really want to take this time to talk about how this even came together, this podcast, this trio. Um, a lot of people think Ed is part of You Know I Got So. No, he's like a cousin. He runs So in Stereo. But um, Tom, do you want to get, fill in the uh, listeners on how this all came together? Well, this podcast, I think, was your idea many years ago. I don't. It definitely no. was your idea, right? I, but no, Ed, it was his idea. Ed came into the mix with us. Ah, what year was that, Ed? 2013, 2012? I want to say it was 2013. It was, I remember yeah. the first the first thing I did for, you know, I got sold was a Charlie Wilson album review. I remember that. So whatever year that was, it might have been 2013. And so Ed reached out to us. He was a fan of what we were doing. Which is amazing. We've had a few people do that, and it's always love when that happens. Wanted to work with us, and um, and I've just got to say, my most memorable moment of working with you was when you used to write album reviews for us, 
and you rated an album a 3.5, and the manager called me immediately and was flipping out and said this artist was about to go out of business or something. <laughs> oh, yes. They re- I remember uh, that very well. 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of If I remember right, the words that you told me this manager said was that, and to be fair, this was this was not the artist. This was the, not the artist staff said that we were taking food out of that artist's <laughs> mouth. Because I said yes. the album was a three and a half out of five. Not a one out of five. Not a two out of five. Not a three out of five. Three and a half out of five. It was a very positive review. This person lost their mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. And somehow... You know, our banter on tech, group texts and all that evolved into a podcast because we talk about R&B pretty much all day, every day. And I'd say those chats are priceless. You won't find everything you find on the podcast that we talk about in the chat. Some of it it is a little bit too much, I'd say, but you get a lot of the good stuff on here, though. But, man, I'd say it's been pretty entertaining over the years, guys. It's been really... It's been quite a journey because, as Tom said, like I kind of came on just kind of, I mean, for some background. Soul and Stereo was doing its thing. I was just looking for ways to kind of branch out and to connect with some different people who were actually doing some similar content. And I was a fan of the site, and I had been a fan for, shoot, I don't know, a few years at that point. So this was an opportunity to link up, and it worked. And, it, and not only did we just work as a partnership, we clicked as a friendship because we had so much in common. That was able to kind of grow from the album reviews until so-and-so started complaining. Then I was like, uh, I'll keep the album reviews on my side because people are petty. So we went <laughs> from that to the podcast to Kyle kind of called me the cousin of You Know I Got the Soul. I've <laughs> always described it as the sitcom guy next door you know when the sitcom and the dude walks in the door and the crowd's like yeah i'm kind of <laughs> like that yeah <laughs> well before we talk about some of these guests that we have had on this podcast i want to take this time uh because we have developed a lot of inside jokes during this podcast and honestly sometimes i'll say things without understanding or realizing that we have so many new listeners <laughs> tuning in and they have no idea who Barry Bars is, or who Montrez <laughs> Jones is, or who Lachelle Wallace is. So I'm just going to take this time to break it down for everyone so that we're all on the same page and we all have an understanding of who's who and what's what. So Barry Bars, Tom, was – he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he's been on the podcast before, but from my understanding, well, no, he's Barry, like a huge Jeremiah. No, Barry actually was another version of Ed, believe it or not. He came wow. to New York and he reached out to you know I got soul, and wanted to work with us. And he became a contributor. He came with me to events, so that's how he came in the mix. And then he just randomly joined, I think a show when Ed couldn't make it or something like that. And that's how mm. we always joked we we're going to replace Ed with Barry Bars. <laughs> yeah, Barry had a few runs, and shout out to Barry. That's my guy. I still talk to him a lot on social media. So he's out there doing his thing. He was. Like, he's like the master of plants. He's like the male poison <laughs> ivy out here doing his thing. So, yeah. shout out to my boy. I'm proud of the the um, the strides he's made. But, yeah, he's a good... Now, he's, to compare him to me is ridiculous because some of his opinions... I love you, Barry, but some of these opinions be suspect, dog. Quite suspect. <laughs> well, 
he was the one who told me Bryson Taylor was the next big R and B superstar as far as like traditional sounding. Next he thing I know, I heard him too. trapping and rapping. <laughs> he told me this too, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Hmm. Oh, I wasn't wrong. We'll give Barry props for one thing, man. He left R and B and moved on to plants. Some days I feel like we all should have moved on from R and B and moved on to plants or something else. A little plant. Yeah. Some of these reviews that I had to do is like reviewing a plant. Uh, all right all right uh the next name reference that we should probably go go ahead tom i was gonna say we have to bring up lachelle wallace this is my home girl i haven't heard from her in a while so wherever you are lachelle shout out to you but uh if you go on our youtube page she is our number one commenter she always writes her honest opinion on the artists that we're interviewing some of it is positive some is negative but it's always honest, and you got to appreciate that. She gets into, like, YouTube fights every, like, other day. And uh, I don't know when or how we reference her, but we do. So that's why. I think uh, Lachelle hmm. is, like, our, our, our symbolism for, like, keeping it real. Yeah, Lachelle's hmm. cool. She um, she's also stops by Soul and Stereo a lot. And actually, we had her on the site maybe a month or two ago. It's been some time during pandemic land. But we had her on for a head-to-head. So, shout out to the homie. It was a good one. So, so Kyle, we, we've had a lot of guests on this show, Kyle. Can I ask you, Kyle, who is one guest we should have had on this show who we did not have? And I'll let you interpret that however you want. Uh, are we allowed to keep it real now since I've actually interviewed these people? Yes. Hmm. Mm. Oh, God. Let Ed, let Ed say the names. <laughs> well, Ed, the running joke on this podcast <laughs> is when we schedule an interview with someone and they no-show, what do we call that? They're oh, pulling somebody a pulled a Nivea, huh? <laughs> oh, come on. Let's, let's, let's put it out there first like this, right? Because scheduling guests is not easy. And, you know, we've got probably over 50 guests, big-name R&B artists and producers who have come through this podcast Let's put it this way. It's not easy to schedule guests, to get them to sign on, to get a hold of them in the first place, to coordinate a time when we could all make it. So let's put that out there first. But the fact that we've gotten so many, and let's be honest, some have flaked on us. More than once, some have flaked on us. So uh-huh. it hasn't been all fun times. More than twice, Tom. Oh, More, more than three yeah. times. More than, more than three <laughs> times. And, and again, three- I'm going to let... Let me, I'm going to let Tom move into the background because this is the part when I step forward and you send your tweets to E.T. Bowser because what I say is not affiliated. Well, if you know I got told it's affiliated with Soul Serio, so send your heat my way. But yes, pulling a Nivea is a thing. Usually in the DMs. <laughs> but I'm okay with saying it because you guys did end up interviewing her for IG and it worked out cool, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. But yes, yeah, Nivea, Nivea is, actually loves us, so we're good. We're good. Tom, Tom is Water right. There's the a lot of times. There's um, there are times where even even with the three of us, sometimes some weeks we can't get on, or there's only two of us because life comes up or work comes up. So with these artists, we definitely understand if something comes up and we have to rearrange because they're doing us a favor to kind of allow them to share the love of the art that they have and vice versa. But well, when you're talking about you couldn't make it because your phone broke or you had to go to Sprint 
Oh man! Oh, you had to pick up your kid and oh. go to the dentist. Well, first of all, let me say I don't even know if people realize this. We're in three totally different locations around the world. I'm in New yep. York City. Ed is in Ed. Where are you? Somewhere in the deep south, and Kyle's in Canada. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. Ed's in Alabama. Yes, I was so, like waiting for you to clean that up. <laughs> so the fact is, to coordinate just us three is a challenge. I just remember when we'd all dial into our conference to get this podcast started, and we'd wait to see if the guest showed up. Like that, you know, because we never know. I mean, that was often a thing. We got three different time zones. We got East Coast. We've got yep. um, Central. We've got where are you on, Kyle? Are y'all Mountain? I'm on West Coast. I'm not sure what. I'm on Pacific. Oh, yeah, I guess you're a West Coast. <laughs> yeah, you're Pacific. So, like, you got that, then you got an artist calling in from Lord knows where. Oh. Then we've had artists call in from actual convenience stores. I don't know if you want to drop that name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we've got cars. But, we've had someone in a gym, I think, watching their son play. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Oh, yeah, that was actually one of my favorite ones. Yeah, that was actually a good interview. So, yes, these artists come in from everywhere, but we're committed to making it work. And a lot of times, almost all the time, it works pretty well. And if it don't, we got the magic of editing to make them sound halfway decent. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, you know what's a memorable one for me? Can I just share one? Do you remember in the original version of the podcast when we had RL on there, and it was right when the the why you always lying guy was like in the news or whatever, and R.O. clarified it for us or, you know, gave his take. That was fun. Yo, Tom, yo, Tom we got some YouTube money off that one. We yeah. got the clicks and the views from that. <laughs> I mean, that thing got a lot of clicks based on that fool. Who who knows where that guy is now? But it was just another example of being timely, and that's the journalist in me making sure that we have artists and conversations that are timely and relevant. That was a example of having a right person at the right point in the right time to talk about something that was going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I don't want to get too uh, far far away from what we're here to talk about, which is current events. But um, a couple of things here: R&B draft. This was all my notes. We're actually going to do another R&B draft soon. I'm just trying to plan out the logistics of it. Tom and Ed, of course, you guys will be involved in this. We'll probably do it on video. Uh, but if you haven't already, go check out our original R&B draft. I think it's one of our most innovative ideas, and it was super fun. I think Brian Angel ended up winning that one. Yes, oh, I'm I still bitter. Oh, I know how it happened. The stands he came out with number the... one. Yes, but the stands, they just went crazy. They were just like, ah, Brian, and they just went nuts. Do you so, remember when he picked ha- Tank and, we, and everyone just like went silent and thought it was a joke? <laughs> yes, but he still demolished us because it was all about the stands rolling for their boy. And I ain't mad because good for y'all for clicking on the podcast. But yes, yeah, I was don't down Don't downplay J26's fans, man. They're, they're a big thing still. Hmm. Uh, but before we get into some new topics here, I'm going to bring up a couple of headlines or topics that we had from the last three years, I guess, of our podcast, and I want to see whether these topics are still relevant in R&B. Are you guys okay. ready for this? Uh, yeah, oh. this is interesting. Uh, this is one dating back to 2017 here. Suddenly, every artist is mumbling or Jamaican. 
<laughs> I love that title. I love it. Um, you remember that era? I, remember that era, guys? I, oh, I'm, how can we forget it? It's not like it's removed that far. Yeah, aren't we? One of the two is era? still happening. <laughs> kind of, we're still there. Oh, we haven't come too. We haven't advanced too far since then, unfortunately. Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I next think one we're we not as Jamaican here. as we used to be, but we're still no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, the next one we have here, uh, can Bruno Mars save R&B? Ed? Ugh. It was looking good for a minute, but now it's kind of like... If we were to pull <laughs> up the tape, guys, you would hear me say there's no chance he could save R&B, and my prediction came true. Well, Wait, are you acting like you like made some grand prediction that no one could believe. It was pretty realistic. All right. <laughs> uh, this one is interesting here. We had asked, should Usher release a surprise album? This was around the Hard to Love album. We all unanimously said no. He actually followed through with that for the AEP. He dropped it out of the blue, and it went nowhere. So I guess we were right. I was going to say, see how that turned out. I actually still think oh. he should do it right now, but... He's not going to do it. I don't know what's going on. That's another topic for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one for you. Please unblock us, Keisha Cole. I think we're still blocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like we're one of her biggest supporters, and we just got blocked along the way for no reason. It's so crazy. Well, it's and I've told this story before, how I almost got blocked by her. Keisha just flies off the handle. I said something. I can't remember if I did, like, a album ranking. I did some post for Keisha. A review, album ranking, something. And it was positive. But for whatever reason, something in my tweet made her mad. So she sent me back a bunch of those red-faced, frowny emojis. Like three of them. And then I replied, I was like, Uh Keisha, I was positive in the review. And then she replied back, oh, my bad, Uh ha-ha. So, I I don't think it takes much to get her riled up. So, she may have seen one thing, misinterpreted it, and blocked the world. That's what I think happened, yeah. Joe. Uh, uh, this, one, this one was fun as well. Remember when we used to try to nominate artists into the Hall of Fame? The R&B Hall of oh. Fame? And we almost, oh my yeah, we almost gosh, got Trey yes. songs in there? <laughs> oh, that was so annoying, that Hall of Fame thing. Even Monica didn't make it, remember? Oh, c- c- Tom yelled and screamed about Monica in the Hall of Fame for about... I don't know. It was like six months. No, I use that as an example. Well, if Monica's not in the Hall of Fame, then this person's not getting in either. I remember using that. Uh, yes, you did. That was good. To death. <laughs> let's try. Let's try that again one day. The fans really <laughs> love that one. I'll give it that. Uh, we had the Mortal Kombat thing where we would literally bring our guests in and make them on the spot oh. pick between two artists. That was super uncool, but we did it. That was some super uncomfortable for the guests. <laughs> Yes, they would get very. That, we had to ask that because they would get very nervous. Can you explain that, Kyle, for those who haven't heard that? Uh, so the, the concept was sort of like a March Madness where we would have artists go face to face, and we would ask a special guest who they liked more. So, for example, I think we asked Dalvin who was better, Music Soulchild or I want to say it was Joe, and he couldn't answer because uh, he was trying to be politically correct which kind of defeated the whole purpose of, of, of the battle. 
but uh, on a weekly basis, we would ask these guests who was better, and then they were supposed to answer. Sort of fizzled out once we realized no one was actually going to give us an honest answer other than Case. So that was what it was. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say Shout Case, to Case. Was good. I think we always ended up with Music Soul Child and Keith Sweat <laughs> just to yeah. rile up me and Tom. We did. Yeah. But, that was but good. Fans, but the, it, again, fans loved it. The artists were always kind of like, eh, they're both great. Eh, they're both great. Can I, can I mention a couple real quick, Kyle? Well, yeah, that, but before you do, that makes me realize maybe the R&B draft is not the best idea. <laughs> Politics. No, that's a little different because it's not pitting one against the other. You're just picking somebody. I think that's that still true. has legs. Go ahead, Tom. I loved a couple. There's two titles I wanted to mention. <clears throat> we took Ashanti for granted in 2002. That was the title of one of our early podcasts. We oh, did, that right, still Tom? remains true to this day, Tom. No question. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about or how how did that even become a title of one of our podcasts? I don't. You I don't know, know why? Because we're dealing with Kyle. How did we take Ashanti for granted? If anything, <laughs> we put on a too high of a pedestal. And then last one, <laughs> we had a title called "Hip Hop Needs to Leave R and B Alone." I'll just say, hip hop has totally devoured R and B at this point, and there's no turning back. No, it's it's. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, well, the toothpaste is out of the tube there. It's over for that. Well, you never know. Hip-hop might spit it back out, but we'll see. <laughs> There's still a chance. Yeah. Uh, this, if it do, it's going to be all chewed up. I don't know. Ugh. We want to see it. It sounds chewed all up right. as it is now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's get into this R&B trivia here. I know a lot of people are waiting for us to talk about current events. We've done a lot of reflecting, and uh, this is the last reflection here. Ed, uh, we have an R&B trivia for you. Oh, God. What is it this Ed, time? Let's test your memory, Ed. All right. I put Our together a list. terrible. Of... Okay, you're going to lose on this one then. <clears throat> I put together a list of all the guests we had on the Soulback R&B podcast. Okay. I want you to name five out of the first ten guests we had on this show. What, chronologically? I'm not going to remember the five of the... I can name five guests, but the first ten? I will throw some names out. And Think we of the early episodes. There. Come on. Even well, Kyle yeah, I remember... Oh, of course he has. He's seen the list. But my point is, I remember them chronologically? Eh. So I'm going to throw some out. We'll see. You ready? Yep. Yep. All right. When was Case? Number three. Good job. Really? I thought it was much later. I'm going to give you one. Kevin Ross was number one. Really? I don't think that was... I I don't know if that shakes anything up in there, but that was number one for for our (laughs) soul back. All right, so we got that one. Um, Tedra Moses. Yes, that was Mm -hmm. number two. So that's not, it's one, okay. two, and three right there. Impressive. Um, Bobby V. Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was on the original podcast. He wasn't on Soulback. Okay. Nope, he was not on Soulback. Okay. Um, I got to say, the first ten were pretty s- impressive. I mean, damn. 
No, we've got a bunch, but that's the thing, differentiating between Soulback and their original episodes. That's where it's a little tricky. When was Jay Just do this. Yep, he was um, eight. Okay. I'll never Um, forget when we had him on the show. Kyle, remember this? He he made a comment like, well, who have you even had on this podcast? It just goes to show you I love R&B because I'm doing this thing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) He was one of our biggest. Mm-hmm. Tom, you want to just give the list? This is a Tom. Um, I don't think wait a minute. Give me a couple my, more. Give me a couple more. Well, my point was to I, I just wanted to share with everyone, you know, who we've had. But go ahead, Ed. I'll give you two more shots. I can't. All right. When was Stokely? Yeah, he was number ten. This is a good okay. memory. I would have got none of these. Um, I'm just really just thinking back to like the most memorable interviews. Kyle mentioned one of the people earlier. I don't know if that helps. No, it was Kyle. I wasn't paying attention. Um, <laughs> uh, when was Player? That was probably a little later. No, that was late. That was late. Yeah. I know we had um, Smoke on, but that was earlier days. I don't know. I give up. All right, I would say Dalvin was number four of Jodeci. That was the one Kyle mentioned. So my point of this was, for anyone who's listening to this show right now and hasn't checked out some of our earlier episodes, we used to have a guest on every show. And we've had some pretty big names, like Ed mentioned, Tedra Moses Case, Mr. Dalvin from Jodeci. We've had Nokio from Drew Hill, Jermaine Dupree, Jay Holiday, Pleasure P, Stokely of Nick Condition. How did I forget that? Yep. Uh, (laughs) That was the best one. Mila. Peebo Bryson. Now, that was a good one right there. Peebo, yes. How did I forget Peebo? <laughs> We've had uh, Shante Moore, 112, Jazz of Drew Hill, Montel Jordan, Pam from Total, John B., Music Soul Child, Vivian Green. I'm not going to name everyone, but Jagged Cut Edge. Cut Close. Cut Close was in there. Eric Roberson. Yep. Uh, Salam Remy. That was a really good one. Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Remember that one? Yeah, I missed that one. I was very disappointed I had to miss that one. So, if, if anyone's listening right now and you haven't heard all of these, you got homework. We've had some pretty big interviews, and they were fun. Donnell Jones was yep. a good one, too. Mm-hmm. So, there you We've go. We've done a lot, guys. And uh, I don't know if we're going to bring the guests back. We might, now that uh, we've transitioned over to video. I think we might be able to do it. But we'll see. I think the biggest thing for us is making sure that our podcast is is consistent and it's concise and uh, that everyone will be able to enjoy it. So we'll see. I know we've been doing these Instagram lives as well, but you never know. Someone might pop up in one of these uh, podcasts and talk with us. But uh, it's been a great ride, guys. Before we we talk about new stuff, let me just say one thing. You know, this everyone listening, this is it might seem like fun and we're just. You know, talking back and forth. We actually put a lot of work into these things. You know, the scheduling, like we mentioned earlier, getting all of us on the same time. We're in three different time zones. You know, that's been a challenge. So, you know, Kyle hosting every week and preparing topics. You know, we love R&B, but it takes work to put these things together. So we appreciate everyone. This thing has only grown, and we appreciate all the shouts we've got along the way. So, you know, thank you, everyone, who's rocked with us for all 100 episodes, and we appreciate you. Yeah, to echo what Tom said, I don't want it to be lost that 
And I'm not, you know, trying to brag, but listen, you've seen the lists, you've heard the names, and you've seen the consistency that we've had. And the only reason we've had that is because it takes work, y'all. They just don't magically happen. I've seen some of the haters on Twitter say, oh, I wish somebody would just give give me some artists to come on the show. I'm like, nobody gave us anything, player. This is years of, well, it goes to going back to connections that have been made and relationships that have been built. Or going back to, in my case, like kind of my journalistic standpoints when it comes to interviews. This is all stuff that was built upon on a foundation. And doing your research before we get started. We don't have artists just come on and we're just like, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you got an album coming out, right? Huh? Like, you got to put in your research. Got to put in some time. And once the artists know that you have, they're coming to a professional environment with people who understand their craft and love their craft, that only makes the interviews better. That's why we've had such energetic, fun interviews from Peebo to Jay Holiday going ballistic. It's been some fun <laughs> times. <laughs> yep. And, and thank you to all the listeners for always checking us out. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out here to uh, Todd Davis, who harasses us every week when he doesn't <laughs> see a new episode out. So shouts to him. Uh, let's yeah, talk about some new music home. here. Yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. about some new music here. Uh, we've done a lot of reflecting, but hey, we're still obligated to talk about R&B. As crappy as it is sometimes, or as good as it is, <laughs> we still got to talk about it. Uh, Ed, you're really excited about this one. Chloe and... I'm going to go with Hallie, because I think it's Hallie and not Haley. Chloe and Hallie, new album. Very hyped right now. Ungodly hour. Is it worth the hype? Yeah, first of all, I tried to do this before we got on the podcast. This is it shows the days that we don't have like the one oh six and parks and the video souls. I don't know how to say these folks' names. I thought it was Chloe and Halle. Is it is it Haley? Halle? Someone will correct us and make us look stupid on Twitter, I'm sure. I have no idea how to say that child's name. But yes, this album is actually pretty good. It's funny because I had released a top 25 albums of 2020 so far list. And I had dropped that list literally maybe an hour before midnight. No, it was like an hour after midnight. So the album had just come out. What do I get for my hard work and determination and showcasing the best of R&B for the past six months? Oh, you didn't have Chloe and Haley. Where's their review? You left them off. They should have been on. Player, I'm good, but I ain't that good. I've only been out a month. I mean, an hour. Let me get back to it. So I did get back to it. And yes, y'all were right. It probably deserved to be on the list. And here's why I enjoy the album so much. We have talked many, many, many times through these 100 episodes of Soulback that one problem R&B seems to be having is that there is a loss of maturity. I'm talking about not just from the young artists. I'm talking about there's some 50-year-olds out here that y'all love that are acting like 16-year-old dudes in the club. These girls are 20, singing about songs and themes that are not only well-produced and well-sung and from a young perspective, but they're singing about it with maturity. It's not immature. It's a young album from young artists but they are approaching these topics with maturity. Who else is putting out a song that's like, hey, I'm lonely, but in my loneliness, I'm kind of learning about myself. So it's cool being lonely right now. Who does that? They're not, they, there are mm-hmm. adults out here that still turn up in the club with bad knees 
and cool water cologne. You need to sit down and be more mature. I really appreciate an album that's able to be fun and also speak with a more mature tone. That's why I'm feeling this one so much. Hmm. Tom, I've got a question for you here. Ed just mentioned uh, that he did a list of album releases um, so far in 2020. And as you know, the majority of 2020 has been dominated by this COVID-19 pandemic. And early on during this thing, we were trying to figure out, is it a wise decision to put out music during this time? Now that we've been through this pandemic for the last two or three months, was it a missed opportunity for some that didn't put out music during that time? Or do you think it was wise that they, they put it on hold until maybe once the pandemic's over? Man, I'm trying to be politically correct, you know, and because I because I personally, you know, we interviewed some artists and we're friends with some artists who we know pushed their projects back. But this is 2020. I just can't see how these artists are thinking, you know, and they're thinking radio campaign and, and you know, roll out. And in 2020, it's a totally different way of doing things. I don't think you need to rely on radio and being able to show up to radio stations to promote your song as the sole way of doing things. So, but then again, hold on. The other side of it is I could have definitely seen these artists put something out and it just went, you know, come and gone with them not knowing how to release it properly. So I see both sides, but man, I, I just wish some, some of these artists would have got creative with their technique and their strategy of how to release it. And it's definitely in that, from that regard, definitely a missed opportunity in my opinion. I agree with Tom. I definitely see where we're coming from. And I keep hearing not only from my position and as a like public servant, so to speak, the day job, but also in the entertainment world where everybody's like, well, we're just going to hold until things go back to normal. Let me tell y'all, from somebody that works in the government, normal ain't happening anytime soon. This may be the new norm. So instead of waiting for the days where we can do things traditionally, I feel like it's on us to start trying to look at things with a new 2020 lens. And that means doing some things differently and creatively. And Chloe and Halle, they, I mean, they did what they did. And I mean, I haven't checked the numbers, but the buzz on social media has been strong. Of course, you can't compare that to a veteran artist who's been around a while. Their audience is much older than Chloe and Halle, so it's going to be a little different. But there are ways to make this work. And I think holding back and waiting for, oh, I'm going to wait until I tour. You might be waiting to 2023 if you're trying to do that. So I think it's on artists now. And maybe they're starting to realize this. But can't go back to the old ways because the old ways aren't happening anytime soon. Well, I'll tell you one artist that has truly benefited from this pandemic. Um, it's a good friend of ours on the site, Tank. Ed, shout outs to Tank. Um, he dropped most uh -huh. recently another EP, another piano EP. He had dropped while, uh, while you wait a couple of months back and now he's dropped worth the wait, both piano EPs kind of a return back to that original sound. And, you know, I don't know what the numbers look like in terms of streaming. I haven't looked at that, but from what I can tell and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, he's starting to win back a lot of those fans that, were mad at him when he went into that trap sound. He's giving people what they want. Is that is that fair? Because I saw John Betts commenting and saying, finally, Tank has, is returning. 
<laughs> it's it's such a complicated situation. I I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is kind of just what he can create on his own, you know, while he's in his in his own house on the piano because he plays piano. I don't know if he's winning anyone back. I mean, I really don't know what to say because as soon as that next album comes, you know, it's probably going to cater to radio. So, I, I I don't know, Ed. What do you say? I'm with you. I think that this is a great outlet for him. For me, I don't see this as so much a return to form. I think it's more of a, hey, y'all, remember I can used to do this? This is proof I can still do this. But I don't necessarily think this is a total switch in direction. Maybe it is, but I think it's a little too presumptuous to be like, oh, okay, we're going back to this direction now. To me, this feels more like an opportunity to fire back at critics like myself, just being honest, who have said, oh, this dude has lost it in this realm. He's too busy doing this. He won't give us that. And he's like, oh, I can still do this. And this is an opportunity to prove us wrong, which is cool. If giving us good music is your way of getting back, keep on getting back because I'm for it. I haven't heard the EP. I like the first one. So I'm good to I'm glad to hear that this is still in that same realm. But I don't necessarily know if this is a switch. It may just be a stock gap. Yeah, I'll say it'll one be thing. Interesting to Tank, see. this Tank, if you're listening, this is Tom from you know I got soul.com here. Just just so we're clear. Uh, we knew you <laughs> had we <laughs> we knew you had it in you the whole time, man, even when you were making commercial friendly music. We knew you were capable of something like this. And actually, me and Kyle, we've been waiting, right, Kyle? Oh, yeah. We've been waiting for many, many years. And Tank acknowledged, and this is the coolest thing, Tank even acknowledged that he's allowed to make music like this because he doesn't feel the pressure from the labels because this is just something that he's putting out on the side. So it's a different and a difference, and I think Tank understands the business more than a lot of these R&B artists. So... When Tank releases music, you know there's a strategy behind it. We might not agree with it all the time in terms of the sound, but I think Tank knows what he's doing. Oh, I agree. And I never questioned that at all. I think that he does know what he's doing. My issues kind of stem elsewhere that I won't get into. Go check some old episodes. This would be nostalgic (laughs) about what my real issues were because it wasn't so much that. It was more about shading other artists, but we'll get to that another time. Yeah. Uh, a couple of new projects that are coming out, guys. Uh, John Legend, Bigger Love, his album is coming out next week. This is really a surprise. I, I knew John Legend was set to come out with an album at some point. He had the single Actions a couple of months back with that sample. And uh, I think we were all waiting. It seemed like the buzz had died. And now he's ready to drop the new album. And just recently he announced that he'll be doing a versus battle with Alicia Keys which uh, is on a Friday night. I don't know if I can actually stay up for that. That's, uh, that's, that's going to be a tough one. But um, oh will this God. versus... <laughs> I don't, honestly, I, I don't think I can stay up for that one. But do you think this versus battle will benefit John Legend? Because I feel like, and this is my personal opinion, he's put out a lot of songs, a lot of great songs. But honestly speaking, I think most people, the general public, only know three songs by him. I think the issue isn't so much that, look at when it comes to our bigger artists, look at how we see their perceptions when it comes to 
overall. We're not talking about the actual listeners of this podcast. Because if you listen to the Soulback Podcast for 100 plus episodes, you're a super fan. You understand all his albums, every single, every album cut. You ask Joe Blow on the street, they are only going to know the biggest hits. And that comes down to every artist, really. Look at a Tupac. You ask them to name a Tupac song, they're going to name one of the two big ones. California Love and something else. And then that's that. So I don't think that's necessarily a reflection of what John Legend has going on. My issue with John is that over the years, pretty much around second or third album, he just kind of lost his way when he went. And I'm not, I know we a lot of times beat up on artists who go pop. And it's not so much that. But something about his sound got really generic at the turn of the decade. And that has kind of, in my opinion, pulled him out of the eye. A lot of fans don't know that he's continued to release an album pretty much every two or three years. He hasn't gone anywhere. But most of his profile has been Twitter and social justice and that whole thing. So I'm interested in seeing what this album is, but I don't know. The track record isn't that stellar right now. I did like the one single. I don't know about the others, so we'll see what we have. I will Tom. say this, though, guys. Yeah, I will say John Legend wins the award for best promotional tool during the pandemic because this is exactly what he needed. The verses, can you imagine the hundreds of thousands of people tuned in that he can plug in, you know, plug his album for? That's perfect. It comes out that day. So yes. th- it'll be ready. <laughs> you know, I love that. And I don't understand. I no one else did this. Like this is the perfect opportunity. You have so many eyeballs on you, captive, literal captive audience. There ain't nobody going nowhere. Use this to plug the album that you we've taught earlier about new ways to promote your music. This is how you do it. You don't wait to go on. Oh, I've got to go on one hundred and six in part to talk to AJ and Free. That's not going to happen, dog. Twenty twenty or not. This and is I'll how take you it do a step it. further. I'll take it one step further, Kyle. I think Alicia Keys should drop her album that same day. You know, she's been pushing it I back through the pandemic. She should drop it the same day. Surprise. Exactly. Both of them come oh. out the same day. You promote your hits. You play a couple of joints off your new ones, and people will. And this is a streaming era. Nobody buys anything. They will just go stream it to check yep. it out, just out of curiosity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Missed opportunity. That's actually, that's actually a pretty good idea. Although I'm pretty much, uh, I think Alicia Keys is going to dominate John Legend in this. But you know how I feel about John, so. Dude, did you see the comments on our Facebook page? People are like, oh, snooze fest. Oh, not for a Friday (laughs) night. I need to turn up. Like, damn, (laughs) brutal. It's true. But I think people are just. Snooze fest, come on. I don't know. People are forgetting. it 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 might be a wrap. Oh, God. Y'all are forgetting. Like, because you're thinking about current day. Alicia has hits for a decade. Like, she's got That's hits. That's true. Early John Legend had joints. He he trailed off near the end, but he had joints. I think it'll definitely be a decent turnout. Now, if you're trying to turn up, no, this isn't the turn-up session. But everything don't have to be about turning up. Exactly. I mean, did we forget that slow jams exist and, th- and that people could listen to music with feeling? I mean, we just diss it now? It's crazy. <laughs> Guys, Jeez we're in 2020. Chill, <laughs> Different time. Uh, I got another album to talk about that's coming out relatively soon. Avant. He's going to be dropping a new album soon. He just dropped a new single, Edible. 
Tom, Avant is finally back. Actually, let me say this. Avant is actually alive for all the conspiracy theorists oh. out there. <laughs> yeah, Avant is alive and well. We'll be interviewing him to talk about this new album. Um, what's the name of the album? It has an interesting title. I can't, re- it's, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's yeah. like We Should Fall in Love or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the song, is, it's been four years, I think, since his last album came out. So he usually turns into something solid. So, I, I, you know, he's actually one of my favorites. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Ed, remember uh, on our one of our older podcasts, Tom kept trying to champion the song Special? Oh, I remember. I remember <laughs> that very well. And Avon's one of those artists. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like you like to get on. You'll be like, I am this song, we're gonna push this song to the moon. And we're like, alright, <laughs> calm down, though. Good song. Oh man. But Avant is one of those artists I feel like in a lot of ways we take for granted. When you look at especially his early run in the two thousands, that man had hits after hit after hit after hit. And for some reason his name just doesn't come up in these conversations even when we're being nostalgic. Shout out to my girl Cassandra Jordan on the Soul and Stereo Cipher on Facebook. Go check us out if you're there because she has asked me for every week for the past year to rank his albums, and I always forget. So I have to make that a priority leading up to his new album release. Do you guys, guys realize, the, the moment I get excited about something, you guys get on my case for it. Remember when I was championing Van Jess, and all of a sudden I was their manager? According oh, yes. To you guys? Because I'm pretty sure you're getting kickbacks. Because why are we still talking about Van Jess? Every three months or so, you got to be like, hey guys, stream that Van Jess yet? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Guys, I'm really looking forward to this Avant album. He always gives us something special, no pun intended. But, Ed, I'm really oh. looking forward to seeing if uh, he butchers the English language once again. Remember the song Minds Does? Oh, my <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yes, I remember that now. Yes. I like that song, guys. It's actually a pretty good song. I mean, I like it too, but married to a former English teacher, that's kind of a strain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to talk about this one here. Casey Haley dropped the new record. It was a tribute to Andre Harrell, and he sounds great on this record. Um, and I also realized that he's the older brother and JoJo is the younger brother. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was weird because you were like all confused. You were like, I didn't know. I thought everybody knew. Yeah, JoJo's old head. I mean, not by much. How, but he's old. how old are they? Does uh, anyone know? Must be in their 50s, I would say. I'm pretty sure they were born around 70. So. Oh, I looked it up. Casey is 50 and JoJo is 49. Yeah, they're mm. about... Yeah, over, a little over 10 years older than me. That sounds about right. Yeah. 15, I didn't realize 40. that. But, but Tom, KC, we've been waiting on this solo album. This new song comes out. Does that mean we're getting closer? No, I don't think this has anything to do with the album. I think it was just a tribute to Andre Harrell, who, as most of you know, signed Jodeci to Uptown back mm-hmm. in the day and helped turn them into stars. So... I haven't really seen any progress towards this solo album that he announced last year. So it's been probably almost a year. I'm not sure what's going on. 
All I know, Ed, I need your social media expertise on this. He somehow verified on Twitter. I think he just signed up for like three days ago. He has like 100 followers, but he's verified, yet we have 8,000 and we can't get verified. What's going on? Player, I wish I... Um, people ask me all the time about the verification process. I don't know. It's like so random. I have a friend who I think he's finally verified, but he had like tens of thousands of followers too, and he was trying to get verified. And I have like a thousand, and I got verified. I don't know. I guess it's... I don't know. Whoever you know. Instagram is weird. Twitter is weird. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so we got a couple of other things that I want to discuss here. Uh, the Grammys. Can we talk about the Grammys? Oh, boy. The Grammys. I almost forgot about this. And Tom, as you guys know, is the number one viewer of the Grammys. He catches it every single year, dating back to 2002, when Ashanti won for her debut album. Maybe it was 2003, I don't remember, but Ashanti was dominating the charts back in the day, Ed. Uh, the Grammys have recently changed a couple of things up. Shoutouts to my guy Harvey Mason Jr., who I interviewed probably about three weeks ago, and he told us that there were some changes going on that were going to happen, and here they are. Uh, Best Urban Contemporary Album has been renamed to Best Progressive R&B Album. Seems like an interesting title. I personally didn't ever really like Urban Contemporary album to begin with, so this change, the change is nice, but I don't know if I like what it changed into. What do you guys think? Well, um, if you go by soulandstereo.com, right now, well, not right now, after you finish listening to this, listen to us full, then go get the supplemental material, some reading material while you're sitting on the toilet or something. But Soul and Stereo, <laughs> I actually wrote about this in full because I have... In long form, because I've been really interested in a lot of these categories. So you can see my further thoughts there. But I get the change. And first of all, we even had um, we had Harvey on the podcast as well. like a few, And he kind of broke that he was nominated to this position. Well, put in this position at, with the Grammys. And we were very excited. He kind of dropped it at the end of the interview. We were kind of like, whoa, man, you should have led with that. So I'm very excited to have someone who is very tied to the roots of R&B to be in a strong position because hopefully this can open the door for more artists. So I am hopeful but still a little skeptical. And going to your mentality, Kyle, I agree. The Urban Contemporary title is weird. It means nothing. It sounds like a mall store in 2002 where you buy some baggy shirts and some apple bottom jeans and some jerseys and some button downs. It's weird. The progressive <laughs> title, though, if you look at what it changed into, it didn't really change that much. It seems like this is an opportunity so they won't take as much heat because this is a category where it's kind of more of the, for lack of a better term, non-traditional R&B artists. Last year, I think Lizzo won. So this is where more of the ones that kind of like R&B slash pop or R&B slash hip hop, they kind of land here. The reason why it worries me, though, is because these are artists that already would have got love in the main categories anyway. So this is another outlet for them. And it feels like, to me, squeezing out the Tamias and the Jasmine Sullivan's. I know they still have the best R&B category because that's where a lot of them land, the more traditional sounding ones. But it seems like we're kind of squeezing them out a little bit more 
for artists who would have probably gotten love in some of the other categories anyway. That's why I'm a little bit skeptical of this move. And Tom, it's quite interesting. A lot of people were kind of pissed about this progressive title because I think everyone in some shape or form or fashion tries to progress with their music. So that caused a lot of controversy. Do you have a problem with the title or is your biggest beef uh, with the fact that it'll still be the same people being nominated for these awards? Kyle, I don't find anything interesting about the Grammys. I haven't watched it in 15 years, and I don't plan to ever watch it again or support it, so <laughs> that's my analysis. All right. Well, well that's cheery. I will step in. <laughs> I think that the – I know people are, like, all fired up about the title. The title doesn't bother me that much. I mean, when you look at the word progressive, the way it's used in music, or the progressive rock, progressive anything, that kind of means what it says. Like, it's – it means like moving the genre in a different direction. I think what fans are, they're more used to hearing like alt R&B. If they did that, I think people would be more accepting of it so it doesn't sound so weird. But the title isn't wrong at all. It's weird that people are so hung up on the title. I'm more hung up on execution. Well, let me bring it back to 2003 here. I just did some Wikipedia research here. 2003... Uh, best contemporary R&B album We had Full Moon We had Faith Evans Full, uh, Faithfully We had Floetrice Floetic And we had Ashanti's debut And Ashanti won Rightfully so guys Oh my god <laughs> can, can, I, can I send you back to 2003? <laughs> Just stay there But that was to this win. categories Since we were talking about I think this urban contemporary category The other thing is like This category isn't that old like it's when I was researching for my post because you gotta research players before you write your rag they think pieces. I think <laughs> this category was kind of created in like 2012 or so, so it's yep. not even an old category. So yep, that was again, for the, uh, is, the the Frank Ocean. Yeah, it's when Frank Ocean and those guys started coming through and stuff started getting weird. So I'm not mad. It per- I just I'm worried because I worry about the traditional sound of R&B being continued to be squeezed out. That's what bothers me. And then the other award that was changed was best rap sung performance. It was changed to best melodic rap performance. That kind of boxes out R&B acts who may have been uh, nominated for being a feature. Best melodic rap just means more mobile rap awards. Exactly. That one bothers me more than the whole progressive thing that everybody's worried about. Just call it the Aubrey Graham Annual Award because it's either <laughs> him or Future that's going to get it every year. And again, it's kind of <laughs> shutting out. Before we would get kind of a rapper and a R&B artist, so we, you know, another lane for an R&B artist to be showcased. To me, this seems like again we're squeezing out more voices, and that bothers me. I will give my man benefit of the doubt. Because I'm cool, I love Harvey, I love what he's done. So we will see, but it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Now, we got to get into the Play a Please Award really quickly here. Uh, this is a really exciting one. Ed, uh, Storm will be played by Beyonce soon. Are you excited about that? Plan, let me say this. I've been fussing about this for two days. Oh my gosh. I hate Twitter. I hate you all. I have not seen one tweet... From Marvel or Beyonce, that this woman is playing Storm. 
This is just all made up. The news was, if you actually research your heathens, that she would be involved in Black Panther 2. That was the original statement. That has somehow turned into, let's create petitions to keep Beyonce from being Storm. Who said Storm was even going to be in this movie? Y'all take stuff too far. <laughs> Tom, if you were to play uh, a character in the Marvel uh, uh, universe, would you want to be Colossus? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it would be pretty cool to be Colossus. Either that or... Is Nightcrawler in any of these movies? Yeah. He's, he shows okay, up every so often. I don't watch movies, so I don't know, but the Nightcrawler would be cool, too. <laughs> You just flash through a wall. He's pretty mm-hmm. cool in the movies. Yep. Uh, can we get into the soul back track of the day really quickly before we're out of here? What you got today? Uh, I got something up my sleeve here. Um, man. Tom, can we give a shout out to our boy Isaiah? Shout out to Isaiah? Uh, he, uh, he discovered who Sam Salter is after 25 years. Uh, being too late. Uh, can we can we go with the song after twelve before six? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> That's a great song. Yeah. Shout to Sam Salter. Ed, what do you know about yeah, Sam shout Salter? Out. What do you mean? What do I know about Sam Salter? Please. While you were over here just waiting for Ashanti to debut in two thousand two, so you can have your Grammy moment in two thousand three. We've been rocking with him. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, shout out to Sam. Uh, guys, I think that's Great it for album, this week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Isaiah just discovered it today, and he's been raving about it all day. But uh, I think that's it for this week, guys. Uh, we celebrated 100 years. Not 100 years. Oh, that makes me feel old. 100 episodes. <laughs> 100 years. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully back on video. If not, we'll be back on audio, and uh, we'll just keep this thing going. Stay tuned for some more things. Ed, what's going on with SoulInStereo.com? Man, some of everything is going on on SoulInStereo.com. Again, we talked a little bit earlier about the Grammys, so go there to see my full thoughts on this switch from urban contemporary to progressive. The Chloe and Haley review, or Chloe and Haley, somebody will tell me how to say this girl's name. Don't shame me, y'all. I gave it a good review. Don't be like Keisha Cole and send me a bunch of frowny faces. And then, as we touched on earlier, I went through and named the 25 best albums of 2020 so far. And a little bit of background on that. I almost didn't do it. And it's pretty easy to understand why. It's like nothing's coming out. And a lot of stuff that has come out is just kind of okay. But the reason why I decided to push through... It's because there are so many albums on this list that came out January, February that I feel like are really worth a note. And if you're like me, January and February feels like four years ago because that was before the world blew up. And I'm like, you know, it's time to give some of these artists some shine. Luke James, Selena Johnson, Kevin Ross, a lot of these folks, PJ Morton, who put out good material that people have just totally forgot about. So... That's what we do here on Soulback for 100 plus episodes, shine the light on artists who deserve more attention and not having gotten it. So check out some of the best of the year so far. Nice. And Tom, what's going on with You Know I Got Soul? We've been putting out a lot of these interviews that we conduct on Instagram Live. We've kind of slowed down that series a bit. 
I mean, we did so we did over eighty interviews in about two months. So I mean, we were working hard, but we're, yes. we're making sure everyone could read them on the website and view them on YouTube. So we've been taking the time to get those edited and transcribed. So make sure you head over to the site if you miss any of those. And uh, we still got more coming. Um, we're going to be doing some more interviews. In the, we got Kem coming up this week. Um, we got scheduled with Brian McKnight coming up and even Ralph Tresvant, believe it or not, when he releases his new single. We got the interview locked in. So still doing a lot of exciting things. More to come. Man, shout out to Ralph. Yeah, yep. sir. July 3rd. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then on my end, I've been trying to... Uh, set up some interviews as well. Ed, you'll be really excited about this one. We just talked about Ashanti. I've been trying to interview uh, the whole Murder Inc. family. Irv, Chris Gotti, even uh, Seven Aurelius. And uh, can I tell you my Seven Aurelius story, guys? Shoot. <laughs> so Seven produced all of the Big Jaw Rule and Ashanti records. So I hit him with a DM and said, I'd love to interview you to talk about everything that you've done, all those hits. And he replied back with, Ask me seven questions, and I will give you seven answers. And that was oh my it. my God. Like a Batman villain. I was going to say this dude sounds like he's either Riddler or like, player. Just, ugh. <laughs> oh I love God. it. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to chill, I'm going to behave, because I don't want Tom to get all riled up, so I won't say what I'll say. I like it. I but think good, it's funny. Boy. It's entertaining. It's different. This. <laughs> It's something. I don't know if it's yep. entertaining, but it's something. Good. Just well, answer guys, the question. Stop being ridiculous. <laughs> well, speaking of seven, we're about to hit one hundred and seven. So let's call it a uh, let's call it a, a, a podcast, and we'll be back next week with another one. All right, players. Happy one hundred. Right. Peace. All right, guys.